Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. I'm Natalie Zamora here from Fansided, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Mike Johnson, a former Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise contestant whose debut book, Making the Love You Want, is hitting shelves this October. Hi, Mike. Nice to meet you. How are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to talk to you this afternoon. Um, First of all, congratulations on writing your first book. Like, that's a massive feat. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It is definitely a massive feat. I didn't realize the amount of work that goes into writing a book prior to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's I'm something really excited. My biggest accomplishment yet. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um so I mean pretty much from day one on The Bachelorette, you became a fan favorite. So between that and the fact that you're super, super active on social media, did you soon start to feel like you were becoming a role model through your newfound fame? Or do you I feel never like one at all? That. <laughs> I never intended that, nor do I nor have I ever felt that outside of matters that touched my heart, which was, you know, the racial injustice within the police. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I've, I've never felt like I was a influencer and or role model in some regards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love that. Um, in your book, you refer to practicing self-love as a get- gateway to freedom. And I really, really love that. Can you elaborate what you meant by that a little bit? No, definitely. So practicing uh, self-love is a gateway to freedom. I mean, when you allow yourself to do what you personally truly want to do, when you allow yourself to not be a follower, when you speak up for how you feel, mm-hmm. that is so liberating. That means that you don't have to succumb to someone else. That means you don't have to be be a follower to someone. I mean, it's just the most liberating thing ever when you know who you are and you speak your own truth. Because then also, Mm -hmm. what people don't realize is, well, self-love is beautiful, right? Because we get to, other people gravitate towards us, right? Because other people want to feel amazing as well. You know, and so you literally become an advocate for being happy and being, you know, thoughtful. And it's just amazing. It's crazy to me that more people don't do it. That's why I'm writing and I have my book, Making the Love You Want. Yeah. So that people can obtain that, right? Whether it comes to a relationship with themselves, a relationship with a peer, colleague, family member, or quite honestly, anything that you touch in life. I think that we're all in some facts, selling ourselves mm. uh, in every, I, I sell myself to my mom when I was a kid, when I didn't want to get a whooping, but mom, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. and my sister, like tell my mom to whoop the Barbie doll instead. Right. And <laughs> when you just like have that confidence, it's, it's just amazing. It really is. That is really, really amazing. And I think, you know, a lot of people do want that, but it's hard. So that's why people like you, that kind of, Got it down, Pat. You have the experience. Um, it's really great that you're writing a book like this. I think so many people can benefit from it. I do as well. Thank you for saying that. I will say, and I've said in my book, but <laughs> no one's been able to read it yet, but I'll say here, yeah. I do not have it down, Pat. Okay. This is a journey <laughs> that is continuous. Self-love journey is always 
ever going. Like it's like a, it just does not stop whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there's things that can happen to me and hurt me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a human being as well. I feel I have emotions, right? Yeah. And so I get hurt as well. But that's why I have the exercises and the mantras in the book, so that therefore, when those things happen, we can easily go back to our favorite page, page 132, for example, and just reread that mantra or do redo that exercise to get back on to get back on. You know, the saddle yeah. ride. Yeah, definitely. That's really amazing. And, you know, I'm really curious to know, you know, of course, learning how to love yourself is already super tough. But as for someone who starred in two different seasons of one of the biggest reality franchises, I mean, I'd imagine that some insecurities would come out. Did you find it really difficult being in the public eye at first? And did that affect your journey of self-love? Quite honestly, I think that it was a bit skewed for me. And that was because I truly didn't know how big the platform was. Yeah. like. I really did not. I remember one of the guys from the show, when Chris Harrison walked out for the first time, his name is Matt Donald. <laughs> he like jumped up for joy. Like, oh my God, Chris. You know, like, he's good, right? And that's not a yeah. date against Chris. But I love Chris. It's more like, I didn't realize how big the show was. I was just, all I, my mindset was, I'm trying to find the future love of my life. You know, if that, if that happens, that's wonderful. And I went in there with that mindset. And so, as far as like there being alpha males, that definitely, you're like, man, you know, in the back of your head, you don't say it aloud, but you're like, wow, that guy's good looking. That guy has yeah. a wonderful body. That guy has a wonderful job. But quite honestly, what I've learned, even prior to going on the show, men and women, people gravitate, again, I use that word, people gravitate towards personalities. Yeah. People gravitate towards, like one reason why I love Lizzo so much is because she does not give a damn about how America's perception of beauty is. Yeah. So therefore, we gravitate towards her. That's why she has so many beautiful fans. People mm-hmm. gravitate towards that. They love that, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's not, quote unquote, the ideal beauty, right? I think she fought as hell with her personality. Yeah. You know? And so when I was on the show, stuff like that is my whole mindset. If there's something that I lack in, that I First off, it's just me thinking that I like it. Right. Someone else may, mm-hmm. someone else may like my half athletic, half dead body. You know, because I like <laughs> people, right? Don't make me intimidated by a D1 athlete's body. And so you never really know. And for me, it's just always been about, I just want to be a great person, a happy person, a yeah. person that uplifts others. And so therefore, you want to be around those type of individuals. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really true. Um, and then like, I know you in particular were never really painted in a bad light at all in either show, but many of the contestants really have been, and that's led to some really serious social media hate. What advice do you have just for anyone who might be dealing with bullying online? Uh, I get bullied online every day. I mean, I have people, you know, saying racial slurs to me today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even this morning. I have people, people saying that, uh, I'm, I'm jealous because of this reason or that reason. Mm-hmm. Just ignorant things that are not true, right? Because right? they, they read a clickbait headline. Yeah. And it's so annoying to me because, but at the same time, that those individuals are clowns because they don't take the time to read the article. So therefore, they truly don't know what words come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I would say to not only my castmates or only entertainers or people on TV, but to every single human being in this world, that when that does occur, I personally say just 
don't worry about keep your circle of friends right yeah. keep your circle of associates and baby if you don't have no friends or no associates then just love yourself and be yourself right just please you do what you need to do because if you continue down that path it will grow right and mm-hmm. so i just i've told the homies i mean for my show even last year i was this is exactly what i said i was like one we live in a type of culture that moves like at the speed of light so therefore people oh, yeah. want to forget whatever you did oh yeah you know, they just really will and then also like i was just watching the joe rogan podcast and he was talking about how he respects kim kardashian so much and he used to make so much fun of her mm-hmm. but she's she's respected now yeah. you know she's freed 18 people from prison right yeah and so if you get shunned right just know that's not the end of your days people you know that's right. not the end of it right oh yeah just forget about them because they just want something to talk about they you know they want to talk about me they want to talk about mm-hmm. all of us they want to talk about you mm-hmm. just do you book just do you yeah that's really really great advice and i agree with you there um so back to your book, it starts off, I read just a few pages of it. I'm excited to read the rest, but it starts off with some really honest and heavy stuff that obviously takes an incredible amount of courage to come out and talk about. And I really admire you for that. So I'm curious to know, just how are you able to be so vulnerable to the whole world? I know the book isn't out yet, but you're anticipating the release. And was it difficult for you? I want to hug you for even reading some of the first couple of pages. That yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To the moon and back. I so appreciate that. Of course. Really, really, this is my baby for you to be able to say that, <laughs> make me smile. Thank yeah. You. I'm excited to um, read the whole thing. I hope you love it. It's, I will. I'm sure. <laughs> it was extremely hard. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, I was going through, this is why I say I'm human, right? I was going yeah. through thoughts in my head of, the perception people have of me is going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom doesn't even know I did this or mm-hmm. this took place. This happened to me. My sister, my father. I was thinking about how my family, because I talk about, you know, my mom, my sister, my grandmother, my father in my book. And I talk about, and my aunt in my book, I talk about things that they've gone through and yeah. how will they be mad at me? But then I had to realize. We all have to live our truth, you know? And then also one thing that I'm strong on, and you don't have to have an influence like I do. If you, if me, if every single person, if one of your family members is strong enough, you will gravitate towards them again. So for example, my best friend, he's lost over a hundred pounds lately, right? And when him and I talk, he's like, Mike, my uncle hit me up saying, Congratulations, keep going. You're inspiring me. Mm-hmm. When we receive stuff like that, it only makes us want to do better. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be succinct, specifically to your question, that's what it is. I know that the people that I care about, I'm being able to help them in some kind of way. My dedication mm-hmm. in my book is to, I'm not going to say it just yet because I want everybody to read it, but mm-hmm. it's to a friend that I, you know, I have love for. Mm-hmm. And to me, I want this book to inspire and help so many people, hundreds of thousands of millions of people. Um, but I've always been grounded to me. And so, again, self-love. I have to write my story. And so that's what ultimately 
allowed me to write those hard parts. And then I mean, some wine help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Would you say writing the book was, <laughs> I'm with you there. Would you say writing the book was a therapeutic experience for you? No, definitely so. It was, uh, I have my editor, right? And she'll, oh my God, the most humbling <laughs> experience ever. When you give, when you give a manuscript to an editor, oh, you get butchered. I would be terrified. He had the back with like just red. I'm like, what? I thought it was decent, you know? Um, she'll give me like questions that I have to go through and just statements oh, yeah. that I need to do. And so I call that emotional homework, you know, because I think it's like artists. I don't think a lot of artists get enough credit, musical artists, or artists of any kind, actually, because we don't realize how much thoughts they put into every single detail mm-hmm. like my last edit of my book i read every single word yeah right? and, I'm, and i mean not reading it one time through reading it every word but paying attention to every word does the word the make sense there right yeah. and so the therapy part was to get it off my chest mm-hmm. and to have that weight lifted off of me i had received Yesterday, I uh, posted on my stories about I used to be a victim's advocate in the military, and mm-hmm. I'm doing a symposium for the male perspective of rape culture, rape oh, culture wow. next month, mm-hmm. and all of the messages that I got, hundreds of messages that I got, I was able to allow those individuals get that off their chest, right? Yeah. Get that off their shoulders. And so for me, that's the therapy, just getting it out there. Yeah. And not only getting it out there for myself, but also to know that one person will read this and it has a potential to catapult them to become whoever in the world that they want to become. Lady Gaga. I'll talk about her in my book, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody. Yeah, that's amazing. That totally makes sense. I love that. Um, okay, so let's segue to dating. I think the last time we all heard you were single, can you confirm if that's still true? Are there any new developments? And you can totally plead the fifth, by the way. No, I'm not on court. I'm not on stand. Right <laughs> I, I don't there, know. Uh, have you seen a movie called Home Alone? Yes. With Macaulay Culkin? Oh, yes. That would be the title of my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quarantined. Yes, this is true. This is true. I think but that's I a lot of people's lives right now. Probably so. I am single. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you, know, you know me. I've started to DM now, right? So I, I'll like DM a lady. Yeah. And they don't be responding. Like, I'll be like, come on. Like, what, what's up? Do I got to be Drake for you to respond? What's up? What's your line? What's your line? I don't, honestly don't think I have lines. Now, and I can I can give you an example of that. Okay. All my homeboys in the past, prior to going on TV, were like, bro, like, what's your line? What do you use? Yeah. And I showed, it was like in one day, I showed my boys, like, um, like three of my homeboys, like one message that I sent to a young lady. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was wintertime. <laughs> and it wasn't a line. It was just like how I was feeling something that I wanted to do, right? Because I yeah. didn't know what she wanted to do. I was like, hey, it's kind of cold outside. You want to like, Go get some hot cocoa and walk around. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's not a line. It's just kind of like no. sweet. Yeah, you know? I think a line is more like cheesy. Like yeah. you had to think of it ahead of time, and it never lands. So 
I definitely, <laughs> I definitely think the non-lines are good. <laughs> I have gotten a lot of great lines though from since being on the show. Yeah, like, quarantine. They're hilarious. <laughs> you can't spell quarantine without you are a QT. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't spell. Um, you can't spell COVID without you and I. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, no, it wasn't that one. There's just all kind of things that they send me. I'm like, yeah, they're just amazing. Do you ever respond? If they if they make me laugh, I definitely <laughs> 100%. That that takes thought. I got to show respect, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, good on you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. Do you have advice for people trying to date in quarantine? I know things are starting to open up, but like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. What would you consider to be a fun virtual date? So I'm huge on a few things when it comes to dating and being in a relationship, right? More so being in a relationship, but dating as well. Mm -hmm. I'm big on, for me personally, like me and you are boyfriend, girlfriend. Every three months or so, like mentally, I'm not going to like write it down, but like mentally <laughs> on my head, I'm thinking, what have I done for you lately? Right. Aww. And then also when it comes to dating, I want to do something different. I don't yeah. want to personally, I don't want to go to dinner and a movie every single date or just go to the bar every yeah. single day. Right? Yeah. So I, something that back when COVID first began, um, mm -hmm. I went on a virtual date. <laughs> and, um, I started getting big into cycling mm -hmm. and the young lady, she likes to drink wine and watch the sunset. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I told her and she rides bikes too. And I told her, Hey, you know, when, it, when the sun goes down, like right before it goes down, I made sure the timing of it was perfect. I said, we're going to ride our bike from our house to a certain location. I told her where to ride. I knew where I, where I was riding yeah. and we had a backpack full of stuff. Um, and we had a picnic virtually. Oh. And we got to watch the sun go down virtually, right? So yeah, to me that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. I think that's very romantic. Yeah, it's just you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's different, right? Yeah, thinking outside of the box for sure. I think everyone. Well, I hope everyone is doing that in quarantine. <laughs> I, I would hope so. But yeah. then it also gets hard for some people because they're like, "I'm not going to see you." No. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? I'm never going to see you anyway. It's like, well, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, if that dude wants you or that girl wants you, they'll make it happen. They'll make it happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good it's rule of thumb. <laughs> it's it's going to be like, I got to wait seven months, but <laughs> in that seven months time frame, you know, a lot can happen. And yeah. you might just fall in love during COVID, right? I mean, you got. Yeah. Uh, my castmate, Cindy Mutako, mm -hmm. she uh, found a guy, you know, he DM'd her, they messaged back, they drove to each other, met up. Uh, awesomeness, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I do also just want to bring up The Bachelor as a franchise for a sec because diversity is something that ABC is now finally starting to work on, but it's been a long time coming. So as fans know, Matt James is now going to be the first ever Black Bachelor, even though he was robbed for the part. No shade, just got to say it. Um, and Tasha looks like Tasha's about to be the second ever Black Bachelor. Um, so what do you personally think the network should be doing in terms of creating a more inclusive show? Because this is obviously just the beginning. No, definitely. So I want to say with that, it re relates to an earlier point that you made about criticism that we get. 
Yeah. So I think I lost like a thousand followers just yesterday because I had responded to this question, right? Oh and, my gosh. <laughs> and what happens is people only read the the uh, clickbait title. Yeah. And don't Are you read. saying it was atrocious, that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it is atrocious, but like, right. that, that doesn't mean that I hate this franchise. I think the franchise, and I've said it every single time, the franchise has done an amazing job of being relevant, for one, and being the best at what they do, right? Yeah. I can also say it's atrocious that it's taking this long. Yeah. You know? Um, and so about self-love, you have to just be grounded in who you are, mm-hmm. you know, because people just, I swear, it almost is like we, we live in a, a day and age to just wait for somebody to do something wrong. Yeah, definitely. It, it's absurd. Like, it's just re- ridiculous. But in regards specifically to your point, mm-hmm. uh, I've said it. I think that we need leadership. Uh, we need diversity in leadership, not only yeah. the front person, right? The lead of the show. But then on all different levels, we need diversity. When I say diversity, I'm not just talking about white and black, right? I'm talking yeah. about uh, Latino, Chinese, or uh, Asian, shall I say, uh, mm-hmm. Indian, uh, LGBTQ, JAP plus community. Yeah. Every, we need complete diversity, right? I said, uh, when I walk, when I look outside of my balcony, I see a black dude with locks in his hair, right? Mm-hmm. Or I may see a woman that has two full sleeve tattoos, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean about diversity. We need a melting pot of people because at, when we have that, the creative juices just flow so oh, well. Oh, yeah. Like, so good. You know, things that you literally never thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I really agree with you. And I really do hope to see those uh, changes moving forward. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think that they're starting they're they're definitely listening yeah i think they're getting educated correct correct right but also educated from the fans who i adore yeah even though the fans some of the the 1000 people just (laughs) they're not fans they just goodbye yeah yeah yeah, sorry but but i adore the fans for i mean when i say i adore i can't stress it enough for the outcry for the show to do something yeah. About the diversity. Absolutely love the fans for that. And I also think that the Bachelor franchise paying attention to the fans, which that's what we should all do in every business. Right. Um, consumers. But then yeah. also I think the Bachelor franchise is paying attention to their competitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The TV shows around love. Because mm-hmm. other TV shows have, you know, they show diversity, right? And I think that uh the Bachelor is being extremely intelligent when it comes to that and thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. I think that I think Matt is a great first bachelor. Yeah. Um, bachelor, black, black bachelor. Um, and Taisha, that one was just awesome. Like, yeah, I love Taisha. I'm so excited. I've her for forever now, right? Mm-hmm. Taisha is awesome. She is. Yeah. So I think that the, I think that the show, and then for people to say that, why would I say something bad about the show? I mean, I got Chris Harrison. He gave me a quote that's on the cover of my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I don't hate the show, right? Yeah, of course but, uh, not. It's absurd to me, but I think that they are moving in the right direction. I do think that it should have been, it's a long time coming. It's, it, it is atrocious that it's happening now. Yeah. I have no problem saying that. We've had, what, 40, with clarification now, 41 leads, I believe, 40, yeah. 41. Yeah, it's definitely in the 40s. Yeah, and I think 
Um, I'm an analytical guy. I think that leads of color have represented 2.5% of all the show. And that's not representation of America, right? Yeah, exactly. So if anyone that says I'm rude and they're analytical as well, they'll realize if only 2.5%, I now don't quote me on it. I believe it was. <laughs> but it's something tiny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredibly small numbers, right? Yeah. Um, right. So, no, go ahead. No, I'm listening. <laughs> so speaking of your fans, um, this leads me into my next question. So obviously, okay, the diehard true fans of the franchise really, really love you. They've really stood behind you, you know, whether it be through the petitions to make you the next Bachelor or just sending you the daily love on social media. I mean, I always see just great things about you. So yeah. with that being said, are you open to dating a fan? Because I'm sure every single fan wants to know this. 100% yes. Nice. I've actually, I, uh, I'll say it. Say I've never date with this fan before. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, there's no, I have no problem saying that. Mm -hmm. I think that we're all, we all are just humans, right? Now, I don't care if, now, I mean, Rihanna, I might be a little, you know, like, whoa. But like, yeah. we're all, at the end of the day, just simply human beings, right? And yeah. The, Aura that I may possess for some people will eventually fade, and she's going to be like, "Look, I don't care if you might jump from the bachelor, you get into my nerd." You know, <laughs> so I have to realize that, and I feel like I really do. And so, I absolutely would date a fan, one hundred million percent. Awesome! I'm glad everyone will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There's my clickbait title. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a positive clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. Um, so, for my final question, I obviously just have to ask Do you think you will ever return to the franchise in any capacity? And just today, what are your thoughts on ever becoming a bachelor? Um, my thoughts are I never went on the show to become the bachelor. Mm -hmm. I wanted to show for the opportunity to find love. And literally, if it were to happen, I'll be elated. But I'm never going to hold my breath for something that is not in my control. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. You've been really, really fun to talk to. And I can't wait to see you continue to succeed in this next chapter. Um, to everyone watching, please make sure to pick up Mike's book. Making Love You Want coming out on October 2nd, which also happens to be World Smile Day. Coincidence? I don't think so. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in.